I am your host, Nicole, and I have an amazing topic that has completely changed my life today. This is going to be a solo episode. I know it has been a minute since I have done a solo episode, but I really have something that I've been meaning to talk about, and I've just been too busy over the last week to actually get to recording a podcast. So today is going to be the day, and I'm really excited to share this with you. Now, the topic for today, diving right into it, you know how I like to do it. I don't like the fluff because I know I always skip that in podcasts, so I like to dive right in. So diving into the topic today, we're going to talk about geo-arbitrage, and I feel like in the last maybe two years since about COVID happened, um, it has been a lot more of a familiar term, not really a household term. I wouldn't say necessarily everyone knows what geo-arbitrage is, um, but it has definitely become more well-known. However, for me, it is a term that became known to me in, let me think here, I think it was 2015. And I'll explain what it is and how I actually even found out about it. So geo-arbitrage is essentially, in layman's terms, earning money in a strong currency and living somewhere that the cost of living is much less than what that currency you're earning in would get you. So for example, if you are living in a country such as Colombia and you're earning in US dollars, that's geo-arbitrage because you're making a lot more money in a stronger currency than the cost of living in Colombia. So in essence, that is what geo-arbitrage is. And I actually found out about it way back in 2015. Really, I don't think anybody at this time, there was a few websites, which is where I heard it from, but no one around me except for one other person actually knew what geo-arbitrage was. Um, And I found out about it from a blog called Millennial Revolution. It's an amazing finance blog. I've been following them again since 2015. And they really are, they're two Canadians who were working jobs in Toronto that they did not love and that were burning them out. Uh, And you can kind of read their story on millennialrevolution.com. Their name is Christy and Bryce. They're two Canadians from Toronto. And then instead of buying a house and investing their seven-figure savings in a house in Toronto, which is easily a million dollars, if not more, um, for, you know, not an extravagant house, Toronto's quite pricey, I would know. Um, So instead of doing that, they decided to hire an investor and invest that money that they would have used to buy, buy the house. And from that, they were able to use their dividends from their investments to travel the world and to, again, geo-arbitrage, to live in these places that are not Canada, maybe Southeast Asia, South America, some places in Eastern Europe as well. There are honestly so many countries that you have as an option to geo-arbitrage. There's only a few Western countries, really, when you think about it, that are rather expensive to live in. Canada, where they're from, where I'm from, being one of those countries. So they are how I initially heard about what geo-arbitrage is back in 2015. And it's funny because back then in 2015, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, there was only one other person that I knew of 
who was interested in personal finance and knew what geo-arbitrage was and was doing the exact same thing. And he has actually since been featured on one of Millennial Revolution's blog posts. Um, he was actually, so I went over to teach in China and that was my way of geo-arbitraging. And I knew that I would make pretty good money for teaching English in China. And I knew that it would be, you know, a new experience for me. It would be something that I was seeking instead of just staying in Canada. Um, but it would also allow me to have geo-arbitrage. So the funny thing is at the time, this one other person who I knew who was also interested in personal finance, because back in 2015, personal finance was not nearly as huge as it is today. Um, like I said, I, before I found this one person online, um, I didn't know anybody and I didn't know him in person. I found him online. So before I found him online, I didn't know anybody who was interested in personal finance the way that I was. Money is something that has always interested me and savings. And um, I started investing in stocks and ETFs and whatnot um, before 2015. Um, but anyways, I'm going on a little tangent, but I'm just trying to say that back in 2015 and before, even I would say 2017 and before, um, maybe a little bit even after that, personal finance wasn't something that was hugely talked about. So I actually found um, this other individual online and he just happened to be Canadian, but he was living in Korea teaching English. And he was essentially doing the same thing that I wanted to do. Um, he was about my age. He was Canadian. He had a website and a blog. So I reached out to him and I was like, hey, I love what you're doing and what you're doing really interests me to geo-arbitrage and to actually be able to potentially, you know, live a life that I want and the life that was waiting for me in Canada. And I know I've said a lot of this on my first episode in the podcast, but if you haven't listened to that, this is just a recap. Um, the life that was waiting for me back in Canada did not excite me. I was working in a nine to five job. Actually, it was nine to three, so it was pretty good, but it was in my hometown where I grew up. My aspirations was always to move to Toronto, which was about two hours away. It was kind of the big city of four million people. And when I had a full-time job, even though it wasn't in Toronto, I was like, oh, this is it. Like, this is what I'm going to be doing the rest of my life. This is it. And honestly, I have heard I think almost everybody go through the same struggle, whether they're still in their job now and they're just going with the flow of life or they've, you know, made an active change to change it like I did in moving to China. Um, I think a lot of people get into that full-time career and they're like, oh, okay, well, this is it. This is what it's going to be for the rest of my life. And for me personally, I'm such a go-getter and a doer. Um, I was not okay with that. So I started thinking of ways that I could make good money somewhere else, essentially the same amount of money that I was actually more because it was kind of a part-time full-time um, in between that I was working in Canada. So it actually was more money than what I was making in Canada. I could make that teaching in China, have a whole new experience, learn a new language, meet people from all over the world. And I was like, yes, that is exactly what I want. So in 2017, I moved to Shenzhen, China. I'm just going to recap because I've explained all of this in a previous episode, in episode one. Um, but 
the reason for moving to China really, I mean, traveling and the new experiences and the friends all over was great, but it was the geo arbitrage that actually made me want to go and made me do all the work. It was about eight months of collecting documents, getting them notarized, authenticated. It was a lot back then. Um, and I was okay to do that work and to put it in and spend the money on all the documents and everything because I knew that this was the lifestyle I wanted. I wanted to geo arbitrage. So that was my story back then. I moved to China in 2017. I discovered personal finance and geo arbitrage specifically, I would say around 2015, um, maybe 2014, somewhere within that time frame. And so that brings me to today, where I am today. So if you don't follow me on Instagram, well, you totally should. It's the simply social underscore on Instagram. And if you have been following me on Instagram, you will know that about a month and a half ago, I moved to Istanbul, Turkey. And we actually didn't know <laughs> this before we moved here. Um, but of course, I did know that the lira, which is the currency they use here, um, would, would not be comparable to Canadian dollars or US dollars or euros because I don't use the euro here. So I knew that I was thinking, you know, the cost of what things were in Shenzhen, China, um, which was, I would say about half of what you would pay for most things in Canada. I was expecting it to be around the same cost. So we came here in the end of October of 2021, totally not even realizing the financial situation that Turkey is in with the lira. Um, since being here, we've talked to quite a few different Turkish people in different um, careers in finance backgrounds and whatnot about the situation. But essentially over... Over the last, I believe it's been about 13 years, the lira has been slowly, slowly declining. And just, and you can, you can Google it, your, whatever your currency is and convert it into lira. And what we were spending in China, which was half of what I was spending in Canada, now comparing what I was spending in China to the lira, oh my gosh, it is so inexpensive because I would say Chinese yuan is about what it is in a lira. Chinese yuan is essentially going to be double that. So if you half whatever I would buy in China, I would half that to make that into the currency of the lira here in Turkey. So things are just so crazy inexpensive. And I completely understand for the locals, the declining lira and the economy here is not at all ideal. And there have been protests and whatnot um, because they just unfortunately can't live now. Um, but if you do earn money in USD or Canadian dollars or euros or a higher currency or even in crypto, um, if you live in a country where you can easily spend that, then yeah, I would absolutely recommend if you are thinking of geo-arbitraging, then come to Turkey where your money can go so much further. And there are a lot of other countries. It's not only Turkey. And there are ways that locals will, you know, sometimes try to get more money out of you, which is unfortunate, but also somewhat understandable. I personally think 
Um, but getting back on track. So geo arbitrage here in Turkey is very much so a real thing. And I also want to highlight you don't have to move across the world or across the continent to geo arbitrage. If you are thinking of having your business presence online and earning an income online, that could be geo arbitrage in your own country. Maybe you want to have your home in a more expensive city and vacation for a month or two a year at a beach town that is more inexpensive or at a holiday cabin. It can look different for everybody. And I also, I've personally kind of coined the term time geo-arbitrage as well, because it's not only about money in geo-arbitrage, but time is also really important because you are actually able, if you have a business online like I do, and you're earning in a strong currency, you're able to spend the time with your family, your loved ones, your spouse, your grandkids, your kids, whoever it may be in your life that's important to you. You have that income to travel across the country and see your grandkids or to to really be able to do what it is that you want with your time because you're not called into an office and you're not called in for meetings, whether those be in-person meetings or Zoom meetings. You are running your own show. Whenever I have meetings, they're all online and they are all booked on my schedule. I have my booking link set up in my time zone in Turkey. And then I have the days and the times that work for me for people to be able to book. I'm not on someone else's time, whether it's a boss, a coworker, having to be in the same time zone as your company. So I also think along with money geo-arbitrage, time geo-arbitrage is something that is also important to keep in mind. And I think, I don't know if it's a term, maybe something that I've coined myself, but time and money are really the two things that you need in order to, in my opinion, along with many others, health and whatnot, what are two things that you can really control through having an online business to geo-arbitrage those two things. So the next thing that I want to talk to you about after kind of hearing my rant about Turkey and my ideas on geo-arbitrage, whether you agree or not, is totally fine. You're allowed to have your own opinions on things, um, but is having an actual online business presence. And this is where I can really help and where I love to see my clients thrive after I have created them their online presence, their web design, whatever else it is that they need integrated into their website, into their business when it comes to the online tools, I create those for them and I can hand them off to them. I show them exactly how it works so that they're empowered to make those small changes if they need to. Um, I am totally not about, you know, me having all the power as the web designer and they have to come to me at every single turn and they're at my, you know, my mercy really essentially is what it is for any small change. I like to see my clients thriving and I like to see my clients being able to really be able to make these changes themselves. So in terms of geo-arbitrage and time arbitrage, having your business presence online is so important. 
if you really want to be able to do arbitrage in whatever sense that you see fit, bringing your business online, having an online website, having an online presence in various different aspects so that people of different target audiences and markets and age groups can find you is really important. And that is where I can absolutely help you. So if you would like to connect, as I mentioned before on Instagram, I am the simply social underscore connect with me there. I would be more than happy to hear your opinions on geo arbitrage, time arbitrage, any other arbitrage that you can possibly think of, um, as well as what your website presence looks like, what your online digital footprint looks like for your business and how you could see it improving along with your business goals in the next two, three, six months. You can also check out my website, which is thesimplysocial.com. And I would be more than happy to connect with you on there as well through our contact form. And if you are interested in hearing more about our web design and our online presence creation services, absolutely reach out to me, Instagram, Facebook, or on our website. I hope you've enjoyed this short and sweet episode of Business Mindset in Minutes. I thought it was a really important topic to talk about as with coronavirus, almost all businesses are now online and a lot of them indefinitely. So this is important if you are becoming your own entrepreneur or you have become your own entrepreneur throughout coronavirus. And I know a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners have done exactly that. So I look forward to seeing you in the next episode of Business Mindset in Minutes. If you would like to share this episode with your friends, absolutely feel free to do so on the platform that you are listening on now. And I will see you again in next week's episode.